Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Hi, and welcome to Health Rants. This is Dr. Bob Braill. Welcome to another episode. And today I have a very special guest with us, a uh, well-recognized in my profession chiropractor who has been chiropractor of the year, who has been researcher of the year, who speaks all over the world, who is well-recognized within my profession as one of the experts on certain types of issues relative to the spine. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about that in a minute. But uh, she has been in a practice, and I'm going to have her actually tell her about that. She's in a practice that's over 62 years old. Now, that's not her. She hasn't been there 62. Her father was there beforehand. And I'm going to have her tell a little bit about that. So I want to bring a very special uh, individual, Dr. Julie Mayer Hunt. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Braille. It's a pleasure to be on this with you. Uh, let me first, uh, for our listening audience here, tell us a little bit about your history in chiropractic and healthcare, and uh, before that, your father's, because he's actually the founder of the practice that you're in right now. You're in the uh, in Florida. Explain a little bit about the practice. I would love to. The practice my father opened in 1958. Um, I was actually born in December of 57, so I was actually there from the get-go of the practice, but I was just, you know, not even crawling. <laughs> um, but anyhow, the, uh, the practice was just a joy to grow up into seeing my dad working with patients and helping patients at all different levels, whether it was musculoskeletal neck head complaints or whether it was a bronchitis or asthma or, you know, um, you know, health problems that you just from a to z from uh kids who had problems with bedwetting from um people with nausea and headaches and uh immune problems and by the time i was six years old i i was in i i i went to school across the street and spent every afternoon at the office (laughs) and uh just couldn't wait to get there and spend the rest of my life there it was just such a joy to help people now you grew up in this thing, chiropractic, and most of the people don't realize there are different avenues for health and wellness. Uh, you, you know, most people, they bring their children to a pediatrician. They get shots. They do all this other stuff. They get all these medications for every little issue. That was not how your life was won, run, was it? No, it wasn't, and neither was my son's. Uh, my son you know, never missed a day of school, never was on an antibiotic growing up. If he started to get sick, he got adjusted, he got better. Um, I had, I have a young man in the practice uh, temporarily until he opens up his practice, but he came to me at the age of nine with a severe double curvature, and he was headed for two rods in his back in six weeks, and in five weeks, I had him perfectly plumbed. They they canceled the surgery, but he said the funniest thing was over the next 10 years, his pediatrician didn't ever see him again because he said I wasn't sick anymore. My nervous system was healthier, and he said my immune system was healthier, and so he's he uh, he's actually an amazing young man. He got his undergrad done on a golf scholarship, and uh, then he's had a couple of shots at the U.S. Open, 
But, um, you know, how many kids with rods in their back ever play golf? But he said chiropractic is what saved my life. So he's opening up a practice about 30 minutes north of me now to service the patients who don't want to drive that far to come see me. So we're very excited. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. You know, for, yes. for the general public who's listening, I know a lot of misinformation about chiropractic relative to Oh, chiropractors might be okay. I mean, you read this from uh, other people outside of our profession, might be okay for that acute lower back or that neck pain. But you were mentioning uh, growing up watching a whole liturgy of different types of health issues come to your father, and I'm sure since then to you, and had spectacular results. Explain a little bit to the listening public how that's even possible. So the nervous system runs every single function in your body they're they're you know i i mean your brain body connection is what controls your health and so if you have nerve supply that's being impeded say to the colon like one of the clips on my facebook page is about a little boy who was two years old who came in to see me probably two months before his second birthday and had never pooped on his own and he was way out of alignment. I got his nervous system balance. And I mean, his mother said he's on less medication. He's pooping more than ever. Every time he comes to see you, we have to send extra diapers to the daycare because he's, he's having movements. And the one time I happened to video clip just, I think it was the day before his second birthday, just to get the mother's you know take on what was changing with her son. And we get him adjusted. And I mean, the instrument that I adjust with delivers probably less than one pound of force on his uh, adjustment. I mean, it's the most beautiful, precise thing. If you go to my website, marichiropractic.com, um, you'll you'll find the clip. It's adorable. And the mom stands him up and she goes, oh, he is pooping right now. <laughs> and I said, oh, we call that a happy crapper. That's <laughs> 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 what came to me. But, you know, the kid, um, but I've seen that with adults. I've seen that with um a variety of very complex immune conditions, if I can help get that nervous system up and running, the body has such a better chance of functioning, period. Um, I have um, graphics in each room that show a central nervous system, you know, the spine and the skull and the uh, structure in a balanced position, and then one that's distorted when we find people out of alignment. And every day, whether you're four years old or you're an ER physician, I, I had in yesterday, they'll tell me that person's going to be healthier that's balanced than the person who's crooked because you have 31 pairs of nerves exiting from your spine to each and every part of your body. Which one of those do you want to have interference with? I always say none. I want to have that perfectly opened and balanced and power on. And that's what we refer to it as, is turning on the power. When I, every day as I check patients, one of my checks that I do is as they're laying there supine, I'll have them lift one leg very slowly, triple slow motion, and then the other leg. And if one leg is heavier than the other for them to lift, I want to know that. And then when I get them adjusted and they their leg pops up like it's a, a jet airplane, they're like, whoa. <laughs> I say, that's called turning on the power. But when I can get power opened up into your legs to where they're balanced, I've also opened up power to your heart, your lungs, your digestion, your liver, your kidneys. I've made sure all those circuits are clear. And that's where our health grows from. Now, I remember. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I remember I was running a conference in Orlando, and um, 
I had not heard back from the woman who was supposed to be organizing it. I had a state board meeting across the street at a different hotel. When I finished up the state board meeting, I thought, well, before I head home, I'm going to run over and check on things. And she was there that day. And as we were walking through the hotel complex, she said, I'm sorry, I haven't been, I haven't been on the ball with you. I know I've, I've dropped some things, she said, but I've had some health issues. And I looked at her and I I, I, I thought to myself, do I dare ask? You know, it could be hemorrhoids. You know, I, you know, should I be asking? And I thought, I'm going to ask. And I said, could I ask what the nature of your health issue has been? She goes, oh, I've had the searing pain in my head. And she went on to the multiple hospital stays, and she was holding the side of her head where the pain was, you know, just driving her crazy. And she said, I'm now on all these heavy drugs and so forth. And she's been on morphine and on and on. I looked at her and I said, do you really think the cause of your pain is a lack? of a drug and she looked at me she goes oh you think differently don't you (laughs) and she came over to uh, Clearwater and saw me for care and I got her uh, cleared out her pain completely cleared now every time I end up in that hotel for a board meeting or whatever it may be I end up in a suite I mean there is chocolates there there are the works she knows where anytime I'm coming to that hotel her life has totally changed and you know (laughs) It was just that question. <laughs> Do you really think your pain is coming from a lack of a drug? You know, some pe- most people don't think like that. They, they get a problem. They think, I have to take a drug. Uh, and what's different, and you and I have been in this thing a while, what's different now is years ago it was you take a drug to get over the issue and then you're better, or supposedly that's the theory behind it. Didn't really work much then. Now, if you look at all the advertisements on television, they're all, you take a drug for the rest of your life <laughs> to yeah. manage you it. Know, I, I had a young boy, his name is Hunter, was in this past week, and he was in terrible pain. He's about 10 years old. His mother was with him. And and I looked at him, and I, he, he had been in a couple of times for checkups over the years, and I said, what happened? And he, he, he was just too upset to talk to me, and his mother kind of said well it was his birthday and his dad took him out on the boat and we went tubing and and she said he got a little aggressive with him he wanted him to have fun and and so I got this little boy adjusted and I cleared out all the spasm and the pain and and he looked at me and he just had this look of joy and I said mom the most important thing you've just done today is you've allowed your son to learn how to get out of pain without a drug do you know how powerful that is this little boy now knows that he can get out of pain without taking a drug that means the rest of his life he's not locked into just one paradigm that's being sold to us and that is you need a drug for anything that hurts he now knows he can do something else and what do you think the chances are that in the long run, now I'm backing up to my son who was raised, you know, chiropractically. My concerns were very low that when he went off to chiropractic college that he would end up in a drug world because that was so foreign to him. That was he never he thought aspirin was used to help flowers to to help their blooms pop open when they started to wilt. He had no idea it took people people took aspirin for headaches (laughs) he just he always knew that if he got hurt he got adjusted he got better i grew up the same way Hmm. you know one of the things that you are uh, into and well known within our profession is the upper cervical spine the upper neck area Uh, for most people who don't really even understand chiropractic itself why is that so important and what kind of an effect does that have on people's function, and I know you've talked about their whole nervous system and their brain function. Talk a little bit about that for our listeners. 
So the brainstem is the most critical area of the nervous system because that brain-body connection, if it's not right, nothing else will be. And as an example, a lot of times I'll do this with patients. I'll, I'll hold their hand and I'll say, pretend that your hand is now your brain, okay? And they'll go, okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll touch their wrist and their forearm and I say, and now the rest of this is your, your spinal cord coming down to you know your low back and then i'll wrap my fingers around their wrist and i say now if you've got all this pressure right here at the base of your brain how are the signals getting through to your body and they go oh they're not i said it's my job to open this system up and make sure that whole communication your central nervous system is interference free because you can work all day at the end of the line but if the main circuit breaker is is fritzed up you're not going to get the same results. Hmm. And they begin to understand it just a little bit. Yes, they do. And they're like, okay, but then results are what count. I mean, this little boy, I mean, he walked out of there and he was just like, oh, he was so much better. You know, and, you know, I want kids to have fun, but if they don't break it, I can usually fix it. <laughs> Now, for the naysayers of chiropractic, uh, you know, because I read articles where they're talking about something in chiropractic, and at the end, some MD is quoted as saying, yeah, but there's no scientific evidence behind it. And I know, having been in this profession, that's not even close to being true. Uh, no, but you're not. doing a lot of work with that. Tell us a little bit about some of the scientific work that you're working with and have done in the past. So, um you know, this is another aspect of what we're looking at, but as important as it is to have signals getting from the brain to the body, it's also important that the brainstem at the base of the skull, that that neck is locked up, it can affect fluid flow to the brain. Now, that fluid flow, the cerebral spinal fluid flow, they have found out, um, I think it was 2012, that they found that that spinal fluid is not just a floating mechanism for the brain, that's what um, cleans and washes the brain and keeps it healthy. Interestingly enough, I got involved in research in 2011, whereas we were measuring those changes, but there was never equipment that was able to quantify the changes we were seeing in fluid flow. And the inventor of the MRI, Dr. Demanian, actually developed the software for us that we could quantify and measure the fluid flow changes we were seeing. And so we were able to compile the data. The study has not been published yet. It's one of those things that I've learned takes more time than I can ever imagine. But to actually see that quantitative change and have all the data and see the percentage of change um, is probably some of the most compelling science work that I've seen out there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it published, but somehow I thought that would all happen within a couple of years. And it apparently takes much longer than that. I, I was unaware. <laughs> Now, I've, I've seen some videotape of um, changes in the cerebral spinal fluid flow, uh, which yeah. I find astounding. I do show it to my patients in a report of findings that I do with them just to give them yeah. an idea what's possible. But most people don't understand that that controls the function of, you know, how the brain functions, how you think, your level yes. of anxiety, stress. It also can have an effect on dementia, Alzheimer's. It's endless what happens if the, the fluid is not going around and cleaning the brain properly. Right. In fact, there was a study out in 2013 where they were saying that this revelation of the lymphatic system, that they were looking at new ways to treat um, brain 
degenerative diseases, MS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. And I looked at that statement and I said, how about preventing this? I mean, we take our kids to a dentist to prevent cavities. Why don't we prevent this by keeping this this brain-body connection balanced so that the organ can work the way it's designed? I mean, if we take that good care of our teeth, what about our brain? <laughs> so to me... Being in spinal checkups is kind of like getting your teeth checked. You want to, if there's a problem, you want to check, catch it as a small cavity, not as a root canal. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that uh, most people do not realize the gravity of uh, subluxation, of interference in the nerve system compared to a cavity, which, you know, I mean, it has health implications, but nothing nearly as dramatic as interference in the nerve system. Amen. I mean, I've worked with, I've worked with so many kids. I, um, you know, I, my dad first said, you know, you should consider working with children. And I, I wasn't really drawn to it till I had my own child. And then I was head first in, I needed to learn everything I could. And, uh, working with kids, having newborns come in. Um, I had a little boy in yesterday. He's four and he ran headlong into another kid snapped out three of his teeth he more than doubled quantitatively his upper cervical misalignment he was in so much pain i got him adjusted and he looked at me in those eyes of just relief and he knew he was going to be better that is the most beautiful look a kid can give me that they once they get that release and they're like oh they're back in their own body they're not in this pain state it was so beautiful but you know his mother his mother is um, in her late 30s now, and she was brought in the day that she was born. Her mother stopped by on the way home from the hospital, and she's been under wellness care her entire life. And she just hugged me and said, I'm so grateful to know what to do to help my son recover from this injury and not move on to a lifetime of problems because of it. Hmm. I have so. patients who currently will say to me, you know, my MD uh, probably wouldn't recommend you or, you know, my MD in some cases told me not to go see a chiropractor. But my understanding is because of the work you're doing that you're getting a lot of MDs sending you people. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I understand a high percentage of your practices referrals are people coming from medical professionals. Easily 85% at this point. In fact, I'll share with you a sweet story. When I have a physician come into my office for care, there's always apprehension in that physician. And so this cardiologist who came in to see me not too long ago, in fact, he was just back in for a checkup after he did something. But anyhow, his first visit in, I always find it's important if I can bring them in and let them see me treat a couple of patients, they'll start breathing and thinking because when they see how gentle what I do is and how benign it is and how effective it is, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So I had this patient in room one and I, I asked him, I said, would it be okay if I had this physician come in and observe me treating you? And he said, absolutely, sure. So I, I got him checked, got him treated. And as I was finishing getting him treated, the thought crossed my mind and I thought, do I dare ask this? This patient had come into me as a complete drug addict. He had severe back pain and had become a drug addict as well. And I hadn't asked him in a little while how he was doing with his addiction, but I thought, you know, okay, no, no telling what'll happen here. But I said, I said, Drew, how are you doing with your drug addiction? And he looks at me and he says, 
in front of the cardiologist. He says, well, thanks to you, I'm off all the drugs. He said, you gave me a pathway out of pain. And I said, yeah, but you're the one who had to break the addiction. I said, Drew, that, that's a whole nother puppy. <laughs> he said, yeah, but without your help, I would have never known a way to quit the drug addiction. And the cardiologist is standing there and he goes, well, Dr. Dr. Julie, you should be in, in rehab care. I said, no, we need to get to people before they end up in rehab. We need to give them these answers before they end up in that boat. <laughs> you know, I, I anyhow, he, he looked at me, he goes, okay, I, I can agree with you. But, you know, I, um, but I, I find that to be so true. And then, then those doctors refer to me endlessly because they see the results and they see how pro, uh, precise and exacting the work that we do is and and again i'm just going to speak out a little bit here we have never done manipulation based therapy it's literally it's balancing that weight of the head from a three-dimensional perspective i call it spinal engineering i'm married to an engineer a whole family of engineers they call me the spinal engineer (laughs) (laughs) so but anyhow it's a way to very precisely if you take your time you don't have to be hard on people and get that balance exactly where it should be you know, right now, as we're recording this, we're in the midst of this um, COVID-19 pandemic situation. And, uh, you know, the world's a little bit different now, or at least certainly in the United States, it's a little bit different now than it was just a few months back. Uh, from a chiropractic standpoint, I know that when I'm watching television and they're giving people all this advice about social distancing and masks and things like that, and you know, it's all well and good. And they're all hanging their hats on this idea of a vaccination will save us, even though when I heard one of their experts say they expect maybe a 50% efficiency, if it, you know, if it even has that. But I don't hear a discussion about the body's innate immunabilities and how to bring that up. Yet that is something that you've done a lot of work with and done research with. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. So um, when the practice was 50 years old, I wanted to put together a study on immune function and upper cervical care because patients came in for whatever variety of complaints headaches neck pain back pain you know leg pain arm pain and and across the board their complaints of asthma bronchitis sinus problems colds you know all of that just abates measurably and i thought i have 50 years of records i need to do something about this and um you know I then realized it could not be about just our office, that it had to be bigger. So I put together a three-year board certification program for doctors to take 300 hours to become experts in the brainstem region. And um, the first class that graduated, I picked the top six doctors from Canada down to mine, and we put together, and I funded an immune study, which is in the process of being submitted for publication now. The paper is written. But the important part here is that as long as as long as the tv networks are owned by pharmacy um i'm just you know from what i'm hearing from different sources um you know everything is being controlled to a large degree i will tell you that from a tv perspective they are never never going to look at how the body heals itself if they can't make a dollar on it they are not going there and uh this idea of a vaccine to fix this i've i've had four mds that have well two are from texas one's from new jersey he's a senator um but i've heard MDs speaking out out about how they're treating this 
COVID condition with very, very simple, straightforward solutions that are inexpensive from inhaled steroids for acute situations and other things. Um, but the one MD mentioned that the um, COVID had changed over 200 times. You know, it's, it's a virus. It, it morphs. It changes. And how can they come up with a vaccine for one of those and not have to address all the morphings of the others? I mean, it, it's a the, the horse is out of the gate. You know, you, you've got to help the body heal itself and stay as strong as possible and deal with whatever it is that's coming through to the degree that it can. I know that sounds a little rote, but I mean, it's basic, but I want to make sure that host is as strong as possible. I want the strongest host possible in any life situation. You know, we've done a couple of shows on, on COVID and one of them, the most recent, we spoke about the idea that viruses mutate. That's the norm of them. And in most cases, they maybe they become more infectious, but they become less deadly just because that's how a virus mutates. I mean, we don't have some of the old viruses around that were never vaccines for because the human population adapts, our immune systems adapt, and the virus changes. It mutates over time. Uh, but there's not enough discussion. You're right. You know, you look on any news show, most of the commercials are drug commercials. <laughs> yeah, I I actually um, transcribed an interview with Bobby um, Kennedy because I knew it would be taken down. And I've got the complete transcript. Um, and he he's very blunt about some of the facts of life that I didn't know um, regarding... Um, who controls what is is allowed out there on the TV programs. And, um, you know, I, I will be honest with you, I turned my TV off about 12 years ago. I just got tired of it. As a Florida girl growing up with hurricanes, about 20 years ago, I figured out how to listen to the Weather Channel. I would turn it on to look for what was going on out there for the weather, but I turned the volume down because I didn't want to hear what people were ranting about. Show me the radar and I'll make my decisions. Don't yell and scream and holler and say this and that and the other and change your mind every 30 seconds. I want to see the radar and then I'll make my decision. And that's what I'm, I would... I would pray and hope for in this world is that we get the data so that each of us can make decisions for our own health and have our own choice. And that I have to include a quick comment, important comment, that a recent movie uh, released on July the 8th by Dr. Wakefield regarding the 1986 vaccine mandate governmental act that relieved all vaccine manufacturers from any liability for anything they produced they can produce anything they want and they have zero liability that movie was released on july the 8th if you go to the website 1986theact.com again 1986theact.com that movie is available on online and is full of a tremendous amount of data and information that will help people be able to understand the importance of having the choice of what's being put into their bodies by their own choice not being forced by the government i know most people don't even realize that you know you go to a doctor of any kind and they do something that harms you wrong because they did it wrong they're liable you know you get you Absolutely. buy a product but That's this is the one point. industry where that doesn't apply <laughs> yes and you know what sense does that make to give 
to create something that has no liability, no responsibility, and then mandate that everybody has it. Uh, yeah. you know, it it's 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 uh it's going to be important that all of us realize that we need to make choices to help us to have the ability to have a choice for our health. And in the post-COVID world, there's going to be a lot of knee-jerk attempts at legislation to force us to do things that uh, are politically sound great, but are certainly not good for the long-term health of ourselves and take away our choices in health care. And our children and our children's children. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we wrap up here, is there any closing remarks you want to leave with our listeners uh, about health, about chiropractic, about upper surgery, whatever you choose to speak about? Uh, you have the forum. Go, go for it. Thank you. So I would, I would just encourage everybody to understand that in chiropractic, there are various different methods of balancing and correcting that spine. And in the upper cervical world, you will find some of the most precise exacting procedures, you know, for the patients who are concerned about having manipulation-based care, know that searching out an upper cervical practitioner, you're going to find some of the most precise care out there. Um, you know, there, I had a, um, young woman in the office this week and her father's a chiropractor and he had heard me speak. He had never taken on the upper cervical care, but she, um, she she just didn't trust me she just thought i was going to do something quick and and snappy and <laughs> and when i finally got her treated she just started crying and she said that was so easy and she looked at her dad and she said dad can you start doing this work now <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and rolled his eyes he said well now i've now i've had it haven't i i said it's about time <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, uh, yeah, it was very sweet. But just knowing that um, if you search your area for an upper cervical practitioner, you're going to find some of the most astute care out there. And I, I'm not saying that to be anything negative to the profession. I just know that that's something that pushes some people back at times. So. Well, Dr. Julie, I want to thank you so much for your work and dedication to helping people, changing the lives of of, of thousands if not millions of people over the years uh, and for your work in science to help uh, spread the message of health and wellness and I want to specifically thank you for being a part of this show and for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners here today. Thank you Dr. Braille. Truly my honor. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Health Rants. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Braille, and I've been your host. Subscribe to this podcast and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic. Com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rant.